Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, if you got a Bible, pull out your Bible. Go with me to Jeremiah 29. Who's excited for 2023? Come on. I am. I'll tell you why I'm excited, because I know and believe and trust that God's got great plans in store for my life, for your life, for our church in 2023. It's a new season, it's a new time, and I'm excited about it. And I always love going into the new year. I know we could talk about Christmas today, but we'll do Christmas tomorrow, and then we'll do, or next Sunday we'll do tomorrow. So all all the days run together for me now. Next Sunday, and then Christmas Eve, we're gonna have our candlelight service, and we'll, we'll do Christmas right. But I thought today, we need to focus on where we're headed. We need to focus on where we're going into this new season in 2023. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, this is God, he says, for I know the plans I have for you. It's a good word right there, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Can I get an amen from anybody? Go, yeah, come on. Hey, if you don't want your prosper, I'll take your prosper, okay? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Verse 12. Then you will call on me, and I will come. Pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me, then you will find me. You will seek me with all of your heart. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we ask for your help to understand this passage, to understand God's great plans that he has for us, the hope and the future that you have for us. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus for vision right now, clear vision from you, the Holy Spirit, about 2023 for our family, our friends, our relationships, our coworkers, our jobs, our careers, Lord, give us clear vision for the next year. We love you, we trust you, and we ask this in Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. All right. We're going to jump right into things today because we're going to come back to worship, okay? So point number one today is this. Point number one today is this. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The plans that I have for you, okay? So what is this? This is an invitation from God, okay? For what? To understand his plans, okay? to understand them. And and listen, I I need you to get this. Finding God's plans is something that your heart seeks after, okay? It's something that is intentional. It's something that you are pressing towards. This is different, what, what I'm talking about right here, right now, this is different than just church going, okay? Church going is I just show up to church, I hear a good word, and I just move on with my week, okay? What what I'm talking about is I'm intentionally, with my heart, seeking after, going, God, you have a plan for my life, and I would like to know what that plan is, 
okay? So I'm seeking after God's plan. It's like when you meet with a builder, when you're building a home, okay? That builder comes and that builder says, listen, I wanna show you the blueprints. I wanna show you the plan. I want you to understand the plan. I have this great plan, we're gonna build this great house and you're gonna enjoy this. So I wanna show you these plans. And the most important thing is this, to understand the plan so what? You can actually be a part of the plan, okay? So this is what God is talking about, okay? God works the exact same way. He's going, listen, I have a plan. I have a plan for you. You're not a mistake. You're not just, you know, a moment that happened. God goes, I, I dreamt of you. You were in my heart. You were in the heart of God. He designed you. He created you. He knows you. There is a purpose and a plan and a reason why you're alive at this very moment in time and history. God goes, I want to share that plan with you. So it's really important for us to understand how then to ask the right questions, okay? So I'm gonna give you four questions. I want you to write this down. If you got notes, if you got your phone, I want you to write this down. I want, if, it's, if you're married, for you and your spouse to ask these questions to God together. If you're single, you can ask God these same questions. We give you four questions, okay? The first one is this. God, what is your plan for our family, or if I'm not married, my life in 23? Think about, when was the last time you even asked God this? Right? We're just going through our days. We're just surviving. We're just trying to get to the next weekend. Right? When was the last time you asked God, hey God, you have a plan for my family. You have a plan for my life. What does that look like next year? What does that even, can I even fathom what you have designed for next year? That's the first question. Second question is this. How would you like to use my life in this new season? 23 is a new season. It's a new chapter. It's a new moment. God, how do you want to use my life? What are the ways you want to use my life? The third question is this. Is there anything you want us or me, remember if I'm married or single, is there anything you want us or me to do differently? Ooh, that's a good question right there, okay. That's a real good question. Is there anything that you need us to change up? We've been doing, see, sometimes like life's just comfortable, you just get into routines and you just get into patterns, and God goes, I actually need you to change this up. It's gonna benefit you. It's gonna benefit your year. It's gonna benefit your future. God, is there anything you want us to do differently about this new year, okay? The fourth question is this. What should I be planning for in this next season? God, what should we be planning for in this next season? I'm gonna give you an example. So back in June, okay? June is the season that all of us lose our minds because the sun is out, okay, right? The only thing on our minds in the summer is sun and water and fun and playing and, and having a good time, and I totally understand that. I, I'm right there, okay? But back last June, I was talking to the Lord, and I was talking to the Lord about the next building. 
And I'll be honest with you, I was getting frustrated because the Lord kept saying to me, I got that, but he wouldn't give me the timeline or the, or the process or, or how or when. He just kept telling me, I got this, I got this. And I'm like, I know you got this, but could you share a little bit more with me, okay? And so one day I'm frustrated, I'm talking to the Lord, and I go, Lord, if you don't want to talk to me about that, then what do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What's in your heart then? You know what's interesting? You start talking. You started talking. And back in June, when we didn't need three services, he said, I need you to go to three services next year. He said, this is the next step of my plan. He said, I have a plan. I've been working the plan. And in that plan, I know the building that you need in the future. So don't worry about that. I have a plan. I just need you to know this step of the plan. And I need you to be faithful to this step of the plan and to be obedient to this step of the plan and be okay with this step of the plan. Don't get ahead of the plan. But the Lord was like, this is my plan and this is the next step of the plan. So God has a plan. God's got a plan for your marriage, your kids, your career. Every area of your life, God has a plan. I mean, Guys, four years ago, four years ago, I was in prayer one day, and the Lord showed me, I mean, as clear as day, in this prayer time, showed me a black truck. Four years ago, he had a plan. He knew what he was gonna do for me. He's got a plan, he's got a plan for everything. We just gotta tap into what is his plan? What is your plan, God? And here's what's interesting about God's plan. God's plans are so much easier than our plans because God's plans are blessed. They're blessed. And when it's God's plan, you just walk into it with ease. It's just like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna go with three services. First service is full. I mean, I was just back there in kids at the beginning of worship. You all have lots of children. I mean, there's just an abundance of children in these rooms, okay? Listen, like, this service is full. I mean, like, God's plans are blessed because it's his timing. It's his plan. Point number two today is this. God says this. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. If you want what I just said, say amen today. Say amen. Yes, yes, I want that, okay? God wants to prosper you. So, I was interested in this word prosper, and so I looked at the Hebrew alphabet. The Hebrew alphabet is different than the English alphabet. And so in the Hebrew alphabet, this word has five Hebrew letters, okay? And so I thought, well, what, is, what are these five Hebrew letters that equal prosper in Hebrew? And this is what I found. It represents this. These letters represent thrive, prosper, flourish, bloom, get ahead. Let me say it again. Thrive, prosper, flourish, bloom, get ahead. So you can look at it this way. God's desire is for me to thrive in what? Like my career. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to thrive in your career? 
Wouldn't it be nice to just see you get ahead in your career? Wouldn't it be really great to go, yeah, God, God prospered my career. I'm thriving in my career, okay? Now, to see that happen, we gotta come back to this place where we go, God, how can I be a part of your plan to thrive in my career? Right? Instead of just looking at your job as mundane and dumb, and I just go to it, and I just get a paycheck, and I just go through my weeks and my months and my year, you can look at it and go, God, you desire for me to thrive in my career, so how can I be a part of that so I can thrive in my life? Does that make sense? I'll give you another example. God's desire is for your children to what? Prosper. I don't know about you, I don't want my children to live with me for the rest of my life, okay? I got no desire for that, okay? There's a great season of just me and Jess in our house having fun in Jesus' name, okay? Amen. Amen, I'm believing for it. Nobody knocking at our door, right? All the married folks said amen, okay? <laughs> I want my kids to prosper. God's desire is for my kids to prosper. He said thrive, and then he said prosper. So then I have to go, Lord, I thank you for filling my children with your heavenly thoughts. I pray that over my kids all the time. God, fill them with Holy Spirit heavenly thoughts, your thoughts, your plans, your desires. I talk to parents all the time. What do you think your kids are going to do? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever they want to do. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is not whatever they want to do. It's what God wants them to do. And you got to teach them that. Okay? You have to teach them that. Nobody else is going to teach them this. I promise you. You have to have moments in cars, like this moment, I was heading to the church this morning, and I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, and Luke is looking at me like, what are you doing, Dad? Like, what is this? What are these words that are coming out of your mouth? Like, what is happening? I just said, do you know what Dad is doing right now? He said, no. I said, I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. I said, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was filled with God's power to do God's work in the earth. And when I pray in the Holy Spirit, I get God's mind and his thoughts about my life and the future. And I said, someday you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and you will pray in tongues and you will have the power to understand what God wants for your life. He's eight. He's eight. What am I doing? I'm telling him, God's got a plan for your life. He wants to prosper your life. God's desire, his desire. Remember the next word is flourish. So what, what can we say then? We go, God desires for my marriage, my relationships if I'm not married, to what? To flourish. All the single people said, amen. I'll flourish this year, right? I'll find my Boaz, I'll find my man, right? Come on. So we gotta ask God, well, what is your plan to find that person? What is your plan for my marriage? I'm just gonna tell you, the more your marriage looks like what the Bible talks about, the better your marriage is gonna be. But the more you fight that, the harder it's gonna be. 
But God's desire is for your marriage to flourish, your relationship to flourish. God's desire, the next word was boom. God's desire is for you to financially boom. <laughs> if you don't want it, good for you. <laughs> I, I, see, here's that. Uh, people should have been shouting amen at the moment. It's just you don't believe it. Yeah. You just don't believe it. God is so good. Yeah. I, I say this all the time. Why would God not want the people of God blessed? Why? That's like you as a father going, I hope that my kids are super poor someday. I hope they struggle. I hope they have a hard life. I hope they never get anywhere in life. That's my heart. You'd be a terrible father. You'd be a terrible parent. God's a father. He looks at his kids and goes, I want them to be blessed. Right now, now in that, in that, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, do you have a different job for me? I've been comfortable in working this job for 10 years, but maybe, God, you have something different. I had a friend, I had a friend a few years ago. He had four kids. They saved up enough money so that he could take two years off so that he could go back to nursing school. Because God told him, get your nursing degree. It's been a blessing to their family. It took their financial situation to a whole new level. He had asked God, midstream, mid-plan. Can I just say that that's okay? Midstream, mid-plan to go, God, do you have something different? You have something else you want me to do? I know I've been doing this for 20 years, but God, is there something else in your heart for me? No matter what age you are, can I just say that too? No matter what age you are. And can I just, can I just speak to the lie, especially for some of our seasoned people in our church, that the thought is like, well, the world's passing by, the world's forgotten about me, the world is moving on without me, it's so full of technology, there's no way that you know somebody would wanna use my life in, in this season of my life, they want younger people. No, 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 you need to look at it and go, God has anointed me and blessed me and filled me with gifts and talents, and God wants to use my life for his glory, and so, Lord, I thank you for the perfect job for my life. My life. God's desire. The the next one was what? He wants us to get ahead, right? Maybe God wants you to get ahead mentally. Mentally. Get out of the mully grubs, right? Get out of depression, get out of anxiety, get out of fear. I was dealing with some anxiety over the last, you know, few months. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what is this? What what do I need to do? What's, What's your plan? You know what he said to me? Something really practical. He said, start working out. I designed your body to move. So I hear this in prayer. A couple days later, I'm on Netflix. <laughs> Thank God for Netflix, right? <laughs> There's a documentary on what? Anxiety. So I flip on this documentary. They have this doctor, okay? And I was shocked, this on Netflix. He goes, you don't need medicine, you need a workout. I said, you don't need medicine, you need a workout. Your body's designed. And God goes, I told you so. <laughs> 
right? So I've been talking about what? I've been sore. Why? Because I started working out. Because I want to be part of God's plan to get ahead. Yeah. I want to mentally get ahead, right? So everything I just talked to you about is what? It's connected to what? It's connected to your future, to your future. Remember, God goes, I want to give you a future. Everything I just talked about is connected to your future being blessed, okay? And so here's the deal. When I have hope about my future is when I'm pursuing God's plans. When I have real hope about my future, it's when I'm pursuing, God, what is your plan for my future? What's your outlook? Point number three is this. You will seek me, find me, when you seek me with all your heart. You'll seek me, you'll find me, when you seek me with all your heart. So I love this, God's telling us something, okay? He's telling us, you will find me. Okay? Um, a few years ago, we had, uh, the Wesley kids were over at our house, Shannon and Christina's kids, and, um, and so Jess decided like to play hide and seek with all the kids, okay? And so, you know, like, all the kids go and hide, and, you know, and here's Jess, and she's finding all the kids one by one. Well, like, 20, 30 minutes later, she can't find Bo. Like, Bo is, like, like, like missing. And so now Jess is calling me, like, do you know where Bo is? I'm like, no, I don't know where Bo is. I'm at the church. Where are you? I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, I can't find Bo. You know what I mean? And it took, like, it took, I think, like 45 minutes, they finally found Bo, like, hiding in these clothes, okay? Like, he had become one with the closet, okay? I think we think this is, like, our relationship with God, that, like, God's hiding from us. Like, it's hard to find him. People say this to me all the time. I, I, I can't hear God. I'm going to help you understand why you can't, Okay? Because here's the deal. It is hard to seek after God when your heart is already full. It's hard to seek after God when your heart is already full. Let me give you a little illustration. So let me use this. Use this suitcase as our heart, okay? I'm gonna use a few different items here. So we use this Legos as what? Your plans. So you tell God all the time, I have my plans. I'm good. I already know what I wanna do. I already know where I wanna go. I got my plans. My heart's full of my own plans, right? Or my heart is full of what? I'm gonna use these clothes as worries and fears, right? And we're, and we're gonna put a lot in there because we have a lot of worries, right? We have a lot of fears. We have a lot of anxious thoughts about the future. And so our heart is just super full of all these worries and fears and thoughts, right? Come. Okay. 
to use this weight, okay, it's heavy weight, and it's guilt and shame. All the mistakes we've made, everything that's happened in our past, things that we're ashamed of, moments that, you know, are embarrassing. And so with that, we have in our hearts. And then we have things like, you know, like, who day, baby, they're gonna win today, right? Another Super Bowl run, right? And so you have your passions, you know, you got, you got them and you got the Buckeyes, you know, and so you have your, all of your passions, okay? And then, you know, we have, you know, things like social media and comparison, you know, that ugly trap and our hearts are full of comparing to other people and other people's lives and what's going on with them and does our life look like theirs and does my life look like the life that I'm dreaming for? It doesn't, you know, I'm just stuck in this house and it's dirty and, you know, and we're, you know, doing laundry all the time and we're not doing the cool, fun things and, you know, and then, you know, we have this we're gonna use as time, you know, because we're just so busy all the time, what happens? Your heart is full. So God goes, hey, come on over here. I want to share with you my plans, my thoughts, my hopes, my dreams for you, okay? But your heart is full. It's full of worry. It's full of anxiety. It's full of your plans. It's full of your busy life. It's full. And Jesus goes, hey, come on over. So you bring your heart over to the Lord, right? Because here's what's interesting about all this stuff that's in your heart. It goes everywhere with you, right? I mean, it goes like you're at this Christmas event with your family and you're supposed to be able to like mentally check out and enjoy your wife and enjoy your kids and enjoy, but all you can think about in your heart is all the worries that you have. This goes everywhere with you. So you come to the Lord and the Lord goes, what is that? You go, oh, that's nothing. You don't need to look in there. He goes, no, 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 what, what's, what's in there? What's, what's in your heart? He goes, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. And the Lord goes, I would really like to see everything in there. And you go, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's nothing in there. And so the Lord's response, because here, I'm gonna tell you, the Lord's response is always going to be biblical, always. So his response is, Matthew 6, verse 31 through 34. So his response would be this. So then, he would say to you, so then, forsake 
all of your worries. Forsake all of your worries. What will you eat? What will you drink? What will you wear? For this is what unbelievers. Oh man, Jesus makes a really big statement right there. He said, unbelievers, not believers, unbelievers chase after this stuff. Their hearts chase after this. It says this, doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things that your body requires? So what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about everyday life. He says, doesn't your heavenly Father know everything that you need for your everyday life? Now here's what's interesting. Regardless if we had a great father or a bad father, this whole concept can be really hard. Okay, because if you had a great father, then you trust in men to provide for you all the time. Because your father provided all the time, so you trust in men. If you didn't have a good father that didn't take good care of you and meet all those needs, then you go, how could I ever trust God the Father to take care of all these needs? So I gotta hold real tight to these things. I gotta manage these things. I gotta make these things happen. But Jesus goes, no, no, no. So above all, above all, consistently seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then these less important, (laughs) these less important things will be given to you in abundance. You wanna know when abundance is gonna hit your life? When these things don't rule your heart. When they don't manage your heart, they don't rule your thoughts. God goes, well, now I can trust you with more of this because it doesn't have your heart. God has no problem with you being blessed. The problem, the issue is what? Your heart. Says this, refuse, refuse. The Lord, oh God showed me this a few weeks ago. He goes, refuse to worry about tomorrow. Refuse it. Don't entertain it. Don't let it in. Don't dwell on it. Refuse. Don't worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow, said what? It'll take care of itself. Why? Because God's got a great plan for tomorrow. So the Lord goes, I want to tell you my plans, but I'm going to need you to forsake all of your worries and everything in your heart. So the Lord goes, I need everything out of your heart. I need you to get all this stuff out of your heart. Why? So he can give you his plans. 
so he can fill your heart with his plans, his future, his hope that he has for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage, and there's true freedom. I, listen, I promise you, I promise you, when your heart is full of all this stuff, it is bondage. When your heart is full of worry and fear and guilt and shame and comparison, it, it is bondage. It's bondage. Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all, guard the affections of your heart. Guard this heart. The Lord's going, this is super important. You've got to guard this thing. You've got to guard your heart. For it will affect all that you are. One night, Jess showed me this video on TikTok. She loves funny videos on TikTok, okay? And she's like, you gotta see this video. And she showed it to me, and I think that night, it was like one of those half laughs, like a chuckle, like, hey, sure, you know? Like, sometimes girls think things are funny, and guys are like, yeah, okay, whatever. So it's kind of like one of those moments. And then there are some times, like the other night, she showed me something, and I laughed for like 20 minutes, okay? That was funny. So she showed this to me, but then I was just on TikTok, and so I just started scrolling, okay? And I'm scrolling, and there's things that are popping up that like, I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. You know what I mean? Like, get behind me, Satan. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, no TikTok. No TikTok. I need you to guard your heart. He said, erase it, right now, erase it. That was his words, erase this. Get this off your phone, erase it. Why, I gotta guard my heart. I gotta guard it. It says, pay attention to the welfare, the innermost being, pay attention. Pay attention to your heart, what's in your heart. Pay attention to it. From there flows a wellspring of life. So what, what's God showing us? He says, listen, you gotta protect the innermost part of your heart. That goes back to the original text that we were looking at. God goes, I wanna fill your heart. I wanna fill it with my dreams and my plans and my thoughts, my hope, my direction. And then you know what's true is this. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. See, I'm gonna give you just a, a quick, tell you what keeps my heart clean. It's the presence of God. There's nothing like the presence of God. Because when I get into the presence of God, the love of the Father comes and He fills me and satisfies me, number one. Number two, he goes, hey, give me that plan that you're holding on to real tight. I got a different plan. 
I got a better plan. I got a hope. I have a future. I have a way that I'm going to bless you and prosper you. So let go of that. You let go of the plan you have. So then you let go of fear. And you let go of worry. And you let go of anxiety. And then what happens? Freedom comes. Freedom comes. Like real joy comes. Real peace comes. Because you're like, I'm forsaking my plans. Who cares about my plans? Right? That's how I feel with God. Who cares? God's got a great plan. And I'm excited about God's plan. That's real joy. That's real joy. That's real joy when you can wake up in the morning and go, God, I'm excited about your plan. I don't have a plan. You got a plan. And it's good. And it's blessed. And it's going to prosper me. And you have a hope. And you have a future. And all I got to do is just live in your plan. Amen? So stand up with me. We're going to worship. Because I got to teach you how to what? Live in the presence of God. And I want to challenge, especially all the men in here. I promise you, men, if you worship right now, nobody will judge you. Nobody's going to think less of you. Nobody's going to think you're weird. Nobody's going to think you're odd. And I promise you, it'll actually free your soul. It'll free your soul. And when your soul is free, you'll have the ability then to hear God's plans for you, your family, your future, his plans that he has. So I want you to do this. I want you to close your eyes. Get a picture of Jesus in your head, a picture that he is happy, a picture that he loves you, a picture that he's for you, a picture that he wants to be with you, a picture that he's arms are open wide. He wants to embrace you with his love and his goodness. And we're going to just tune out last week. We're going to tune out last year. We're going to tune out all the issues and the problems. We're going to tune everything out. And we're going to look and we're going to focus in on Jesus with all of our heart. We're going to empty out our heart in his presence. And we're going to let his love and his grace his thoughts, his wisdom, his ideas fill us right now. Come on, raise your hands with me. When we raise our hands, it's just saying, Jesus, I surrender to your plan, to your will, to what you want. When we were worshiping, I just felt like the Lord said, I want to give them the next step. I think sometimes we're like, God, show me everything. And the Lord's like, no, 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 that's, that's gonna overwhelm you. I don't wanna overwhelm you. I wanna give you just the next step. So this is what I want us to do. Because look, here's the deal. I don't know the next step. I'm not the Lord. I'm not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows it. Please understand, my job is not to be God. My job is just to show you the way to Him. That is it. That is all that I'm called to do. It's to bring you to the Lord. You don't, I don't want you to hold me on some pedestal. 
I want you to hold the Lord on the pedestal. I want you to look to him. So I want you to close your eyes. Whatever's pressing the biggest in your heart right now, maybe it's your marriage, your kids, your finances, your job, future, whatever, whatever it may be, I want you just to ask the Lord. Just say, Holy Spirit, come on, say this to me. Say, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would reveal the next step of your plan. I trust you. I want to receive it. I ask you to fill me with heavenly thoughts by the power of the Holy Spirit that hears directly from the throne room of heaven. I open up my heart. So I open up my heart to receive the next step. Father, I bless your people. Lord, I ask that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. In your thoughts, I pray, God, that you'd make it real clear to them. That you'd use even earthly things to confirm what you're speaking to them. Lord, I ask that you'd make it real simple, real clear. I ask you bless them in Jesus' name. Now, everybody look at me real quick. I'm going to tell you how this works. The Lord gives you a next step. And the very next thing you do is you walk in obedience. Don't put it off. Don't delay. Don't delay the obedience. The quicker you obey, you'll see that step fulfilled, and the quicker the next step will come. Now, I remember when I got saved, when I when I first got saved, my kind of mentor, he told me this, Taka, Pastor Taka, he said, he said, Jeff, you can go as fast as you want with God or as slow as you want. It's totally up to you. God will move at your speed. So if you are heavily pursuing him, you'll run fast with the Lord. If you want to take it slow, he'll take it slow. But I encourage you, run with the Lord. Run with his plans. Amen. Can we get real loud for Jesus' sake? Can we get real loud for his word and his truth? Come on.